Audi Home will be fast. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> Hi, movie fans and podcast fans and writing yeah. fans and Michael yeah. Jordan fans and Pugs Bunny fans all, and yeah. Wayne Knight fans. All the and stuff welcome that I said previously in the deleted episode you made us delete because you didn't like how I was saying things. And then you expect me to be able to begin this podcast like business as usual. Well, business is not usual on this episode of Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. That's why I started with my new catchphrase, Howdy Ho, which I stole from the Spoonman Mike Mitchell, which he stole from Mr. Hankey, the character from South Park. It's now how I start every episode of the podcast. Howdy Ho, movie fans. Great. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Welcome to Chris and Matt Rate a Blockbuster, yep. the only podcast where Chris Morgan is having a nervous breakdown while recording. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. This podcast, I have a nervous breakdown too while listening, but only, this is the only podcast they record, so therefore it's the only podcast. Uh, people who didn't get to listen to the um, first trial at doing this episode missed the part where my series started recording me and thought I said big dick. I just wanted to bring that part back up. Everything else will leave on the uh, cutting room floor. But <laughs> the part where Siri thought I said big dick for some reason and uh and you've been obsessing over it ever since. <laughs> well it was only like a half a minute ago or like a minute ago. I mean and it was a weird thing to happen. Like Siri started like, you know, I didn't press anything on my phone. It wasn't like I was like hey, Did you ever Siri, did you ever hear that, like, because of we're, we live in an era of uh, cellular telephones that have cameras on it, that uh, UFO sightings have decreased almost, like, 100% or something like that? Mm-hmm. And that uh, what has increased 100% is reports of people saying that Siri asked if they said big dick or not. Yeah, well, yeah. But, you know, um, UFOs, unidentified flying objects, there's none of those in the movie we've been writing. Uh, but there Are could there? be. Are there any UFOs I don't think book? so. I know Alf's not in it. I wish Alf was in it. I'm, but then we had to have cut a bunch of holes in the floor of like every scene we're doing so that the Alf puppet could. We don't have to. We don't have to. Well, first of all, we're not in charge of filming, so they probably just yeah, CGI true. Alf. Oh wow! Why hasn't there been a CGI Alf yet? I don't know. Or like a, even like an animated. I guess probably there was like. Oh, I think Alf was animated in that famous um all the animated characters. Yeah, cartoon all starts to the rescue. Try to stop you from doing drugs. I think there's that, but like. You think they'd be like, I mean, like, they brought back Carmen Sandiego, and she's now, like, animated, and she's, like, a good guy, sort of. She's, but, like, an anti But Carmen Sandiego was always animated. Like, even on the TV show, they were always trying to catch a cartoon character for the most yeah. part, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, in a way. But, like, I mean, I think it was sort of, like, the uh, presumption was that she was real flesh and blood, but, like, they just you couldn't really necessarily see her, so you're just only seeing, like, a animated version of her by eye mm. like she, this is like a police I mean, sketch yeah like because i mean the chief was real uh you know and the chief the gumshoes were real yeah oh yeah and the chief's of course in this movie the chief was established as being in this movie in our last episode but i think but anyways now she's like uh a like um sort of like an anti-hero a new animated show for netflix and you know netflix where this movie well this is going to be a huge blockbuster movie so it can't end up on netflix we've got to make that real box office uh Bafo B.O. and then we'll rate another movie for Netflix because we got to get in that Netflix movie train. Yeah, we got to write bright too. Yeah, even brighter. 
Yeah. Uh, where um uh Will Smith will be riding around in a car with an orc <laughs> and the orc will touch his radio. Don't ever touch an orc's radio. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, they'll do a classic flip on the classic line from Rush Hour, which is another sort of like um comedy sort of mismatched cop duo, but this time it's in the world of fantasy. And now in the world of real life, I believe the um, tagline to Rush Hour was East meets West or something like that. But that would be a really boring tagline. Maybe it was Get Ready. No, tagline for Speed is Get Ready for Rush Hour. Speed, Wait, isn't the tagline for Rush Hour uh, Take the HOV Lane? Uh, possibly. The uh, Hove Lane? The J- is that yeah, the Jay-Z, Z-Z, the Jay-Z yeah. Lane. Take the Jay-Z yeah. Lane. But Jay-Z, I don't think it did any songs for Rush Hour. He did do the song for Blue Streak. Ah, yes. Uh, another classic movie about um, uh, police uh, officers. Yeah. 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 And, uh, like Blue Streak was made in Rush Hour's Wake. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, at one point, Luke Wilson says, He's high. <laughs> it's the only line I remember from that movie other hey, than me. Whatever happened to Luke Wilson? What's he up to? Um, uh, I think maybe he's like on a TV show or something. The ranch? Um, is he on the ranch? Uh, did he replace uh, <laughs> Danny uh, Masterson? Yeah. Is that him? Yeah. Th- and was called a Danny Hyde Masterson, as if Hyde was his, <laughs> his actual real life nickname. Uh, but you know, it's uh, like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that show's not on anymore. Even with that, you know, even though they got rid of him, I think they did a season without him. But that was just sort of wrapping up the ranch, yeah. a show that I assume people watched because it was on for several seasons but Netflix they don't you know they keep all the information to themselves they'll tell you like everybody in the world watched Bird Box but did everybody in the world watch Bird Box or were they too busy doing the Bird Box challenge which means they couldn't mm-hmm. watch Bird Box because they had, had blindfolds on their eyes I didn't see Bird Box but I, me neither even uh, though I live uh, never mind I don't want to tell people where I live <laughs> you, live I wanna, the, you live in the apocalyptic future of Bird Box I do very much that's uh yeah so i'm always walking around wearing uh like a scarf or something over my eyes uh hanging out with um sandy b who's also in rush not rush speed she's in pre is she in premium rush yeah she's uh plays the michael shannon role it was a tour de force anyways this is a podcast where we're writing a movie, like a big action movie called Seth Christ Called Ballistic Reckoning. It's going to be a huge hit and make us huge movie writing superstars. So we decided to mm-hmm. do this podcast to sort of chronicle the process and also maybe teach aspiring screenwriters uh, lessons in the, in the wake because we were once, you know... Like you, we had never written a screenplay before, and now we've written almost one screenplay. Yeah, you could say we're uh, something of a, a Troy Duffy type, where we're writing such a great screenplay that it's going to bankroll the rest of our career, and mm-hmm. we won't blow it at all. Nope. Is that the Boondock Saints guy? Uh, is that the Boondock Saints? He, he, yes, and the Boondock Saints too, all Saints Day guy. Ah, uh-huh. All right. Once I lived in a house in Los Angeles that had a framed, like you know, poster for Boondock Saints up on Were the you wall. Just, like, and... living, you're just living in a dormitory. <laughs> I there mean, was a, there was there was a Boondock Saints framed Boondock Saints framed the dude abides poster. <laughs> uh, well, there no, but there was a painting also of a nude woman um, bending over 
so that you could like see your apartment sounds <laughs> awful it wasn't an apartment it was a house that i was sharing with some people that i didn't know because i was i was moving to los angeles and she was um smacking herself in the ass and it said i love it <laughs> and one time the cops what? came <laughs> one time the cops came to the house and all the male cops took photos of it because they loved it so much and this is why people have a, everybody has a healthy love and admiration for the police. Because they come into houses where nothing is going on without provocation and then take, take photos of, of a... butt pit poster? I'm looking up this was, butt pit poster. Well, it was right. a painting. I think it was like an uh, was original painting. painting. No, it was like an original painting that somebody's friend had done. And it was like, yeah. Okay. Like she was bending over so you could see both into her asshole and also see her vagina. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was very the graphic. God, the God, Jesus Christ. And the cops loved it. Yeah, well, they loved it. They took photos and everything, and they were t- having a grand old time after coming into the house without provocation to, uh, you know, just, you know, be assholes. But cool. Los Angeles, what a town. The Tinsel city of dreams. Town, where this movie, Seth Christ, Cole, Ballistic Reckoning, will be made someday. In well, the it'll probably be future. made in, like, Toronto or something. Yeah, it'll be shot in Vancouver, but it'll be yeah. posted as a lot of different places. We got a few different settings in this film, and so it will end up probably having to be. But, like, it'll be, like, on a salad stage. Just the last episode alone went from L.A. to North Carolina, and now we're in Seattle. Yeah. Home of grunge. The grunge. And home of the grudge. Yeah. And the grudge too. And Um, grudge match. mm Mm-hmm. And um uh the grudge report, which is a parody of the drudge report. (laughs) Yeah, it's a parody of the drudge report. The grudge report. What is the grudge report? It's just grudges that are even more hyperbolic than the original grudge. Yeah. And um it's all about um uh um, that like, base? Yeah, it's, no trouble. I was gonna say it's all about wrestling grudges. It's all about like old like what wrestling. Oh, uh, so it's like what happened to Shawn Michaels and uh, Marty Jannetty at the Barber Beefcake's uh, barbershop. Yeah, and, but it's like it's hyperbolic. So they say something crazy like, "Oh, Shawn Michaels super kicked Marty Jannetty through a plate glass window." You know, something crazy like that <laughs> that didn't actually, as opposed to the reality, which is that he was merely thrown through the window after being super kicked. But, you know. So they super kicked him and then threw him? Yeah, it was a one two punch. Shawn Michaels turning heel on his old tasty partner, the Rockers, Marty Jannetty. What were the Rockers supposed to be? Rock and rollers? They were just like cool young guys. That was like their whole gimmick. Like people back in the day would have like gimmicks and be like, oh, I'm a wrestling undertaker. I'm a wrestling base car driver. I'm a wrestling. Bob Barber, like, uh, you know. Now like, now their their gimmicks are like, I'm just a guy that says yes all the time. Yeah, their gimmicks are like, I'm a guy who dresses slightly different than somebody else, and, like, I'm either, like, mean or I'm nice. And, like, uh, I feel like that's, like, how it goes. Like, I mean, like, there's not, like, you know, uh, back in the day when I watched wrestling, it'd be like, oh. Uh, this is a wrestling I'm, cat. This is yeah. a wrestling doormat. This is a wrestling yeah. chat room. This is a mm-hmm. wrestling uh, samosa chat uh, I guess it would yeah. be supposed to chat, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you got yeah. to say it. You got to yeah. throw it out. They rhyme. Yeah. Well, there was a wrestler. I think his name was like uh, Battle Cat or something, and he was like so. And well, there was Ernest the Cat Miller, but that was just a nickname. He was a former karate champion who used to say things like, "I'm a bad man," and somebody called my mama. 
But nobody ever called his mama, and his mama died of loneliness. He died of loneliness. <laughs> nobody ever called her. He, tried, he, he says, tried to tell us. Call, somebody call my mama, or I shall die of loneliness. Well, she died of loneliness because nobody was calling her. Oh, that's so sad. He went on to play that guy who Mickey Rourke wrestles at the end of The Wrestler. Oh, Virgil? No, man, it's not Virgil. It's Isn't Thir- Virgil in that movie? Probably. I mean, he's Virgil. I think he's sitting alone at a convention. <laughs> he's Vir- as Virgil, as himself. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, in this episode of Chris and Matt read a blockbuster, by the way, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Uh, thanks for sitting through all that. Yeah, we're going to actually start doing the kind of what we do in the podcast, which is <laughs> yeah. the, the writing process. But first, an ad from Chris. Um, do you like sleeping? Oh, God. <laughs> All right, this bit's dead. Anyway, so we're, we're, when we last left off... That's going to be an ad for um, Harry's Razors. <laughs> oh, yeah, do you like sleeping? Sleep forever by slitting your wrist with a Harry's razor. The best Jeez. razor for committing suicide. I don't think Harry. that they are. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I've certainly, when I've tried committing suicide, I've used Harry's razors to slit my wrist. Great bit. <laughs> anyway. Good bit. Uh, where are we? So anyway, uh, Chris and Matt write a blockbuster, yep. and in that blockbuster, Seth Christ, Jane Doe, and Stephen Wright's character from Half-Baked have made the long trek from Los Angeles, California, to Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and, and now they're back in Seattle, uh, Washington, uh, setting a trap for the WNBA at Pike Place Fish Market, mm-hmm. known mostly mm-hmm. for being in the intro to the real world Seattle. Wait, it's a place where people throw fish. Like it's like back. No, it's a. It's just from the intro for Real World, right? Uh, well, all I know is I wish the real world would just stop hassling me, as Rob Thomas once sang. Uh, and then he also, of course, once sang, "It's three a.m. I must be lonely." Is, and what is that? What is what? You, know, you remember the song three a.m.? I mean, I remember Man. the Matchbox Twenty song. I don't know what the fuck you were singing. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. That's the, that's the Matchbox 20 song, 3 a.m. Said, baby, it's 3 a.m. It must be it's, that song takes place. You're really years. putting like a real hootie vibe on on that song, oh, I which I don't appreciate. You. Yeah, there you go. You're you're uh, you're singing the melody for "I Only Want to Be with You," but the lyrics to "It's 3 a.m." Uh, 3 a.m. Of course, that song takes place 15 minutes after the Elliot Smith song 2:45 a.m. Um, and then I don't know what the next song is. Do you think the, that all songs take place in the same universe? I think all songs go to heaven, uh, <laughs> except Highway to Hell, which is you know <laughs> it's famously on its way to hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So they're at the Pike Place Fish Market, and they're they're walking through, and they're like, this is the perfect place to set a trap. Look at all these distractions. Fish flying in all different directions. People pouring hot cups of coffee. And, of course, tourists. Sweet, sweet tourists with all those cameras flickering in the night. Look at them go, taking pictures of the Pike Place Fish Market as if they're in an episode of the real world Seattle. If only they knew what awaited them. Probably a trap by the WNBA. We could be walking into a trap, says South Christ. South Christ? South Christ. Yep, it's, uh... That's that's like um a, his like wrestling gimmick where he plays like a really sort of like religious guy from the south. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, sweet, sweet McRibs, I've got to get some. And I also got to stop those blasted WNBA. Yeah, but like, yeah, so like they've come there because they've sort of like left some breadcrumbs, the kind you might Mm. use to bread fish when you cook it to get a nice sort of sear. Panko breadcrumbs. They left a trail of panko breadcrumbs to the Pike Place Fish Market because they know that the, the WNBA... They're going to make a, a nice loaf of panko bread. They've got a huge like plan like to you know, but they don't know what it is yet. There's a whole brand new government agency headed by the chief from the Carbon San Diego universe that's been put together to try and figure out what the WNBA's plan is. So, that's why they set this trap here at Pike Place Fish Market to try and lure the WNBA to try and get them and take them down and sort of figure out what their plan is. Maybe, you know, beat the plan out of, you know, somebody or something. Sure. You know. Because it's like, you know, it's like how Jack Jack Bauer, he isn't always doing the right thing, but sometimes you got to do the wrong thing for the right reasons is the sort of ultra-conservative view message of the TV show 24. Uh, but is that what 24 is about? Sometimes you have to do something very bad because it's, it's good? I think... It's about how the United States can do whatever it wants and it's justified in all its actions. Uh, and also, like, you know, um, Middle Eastern people are bad and uh, let's torture them to get information from them. And also one time... Um, uh, this, is, this, is the, this is the tech life for 24. I remember <laughs> flipping through TV Guide and reading all that and be like, huh, that's an interesting, that sounds like an interesting idea for a show. And also one time... Uh, his daughter, who was played by Elisha Cuthbert, was like um, trapped by a puma or a cougar or something. And I don't mean a cougar like an older lady, like Courtney Cox in the TV show Cougar Town. <laughs> oh, like an actual giant cat? Yeah, it would have been much more interesting. If or did you been. mean like a giant shoe? Uh, it was actually it was a, 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 a uh, so parody of uh, NYPD Blue called NYPD Shoe. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also a parody of Mad About You called Mad About Shoe. <laughs> And also a parody of Blue's Clues called Shoes Shoes, which was ultra confusing and still involved the joke about um, g- giving somebody a kiss with no tongue, which seemed inappropriate for that audience. But they, they went for it anyways because they didn't know what else to do. So it was just a shoe looking for other shoe clues? Uh, the shoe's looking for shoes uh, to fuck. So, okay. So that's what's going sh- on in this episode. So they're going to set a trap at the Pike Place Fish Market for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I guess what they're going to do is they're going to uh, get a lookalike of the president, and they're going to mm-hmm. have him walk around the Pike Place Fish Market in sort of like a campaign stop. He's yeah. going to go talking to the fishermen, shaking some hands, kissing some babies, licking some fish as candidates do. They go around to the Pike Place Fish Market. They shake hands, kiss babies. Just kind of like go to town on a halibut's yeah. like mouth hole. Just like really get in there with their tongue. Just licking yeah. around like their nice toothless gummy mouth. French and or Piranha, the show you have mm-hmm. no fear. And then, uh, who's the president at this point? Um, it is... Oh, President uh, Flea. Oh, so he's perfect for this. No, he's President gonna Sugar Ray. Play, he's playing by, by Yeah, but so he'll be good doing this. He's oh, going to yeah. go, ah, fresh sushi or something It'll like be, that. Yeah, he'll have him like really do it. Like It's like kind of like how Tom Green used to do like stuff in movies or like or TV shows. It'd be like, Flea will be down to like, you know, like, uh, you know... Yeah, jerk off an elephant. Yeah, or whatever, you know, uh... I and that hasn't come up in the plot. That that'll make this movie, I think, a hard R. I, well, I think this movie probably already is a hard R based on the violence and the other sort of content and things going on in it. But 
we don't want to go too far. We don't want to end up NC-17, like that famous, you know, uh, John Waters movie, A Dirty Shame or whatever, uh, you know, um, starring Selma Blair and some other Isn't people. is Tracy Ullman in that movie? Ah, uh, probably. So they Sounds get like a... It. So they get a lookalike of the president, and he starts looking around. And just as he gets to the fish market, a whole fuck ton of henchmen pop out yeah. from from behind the fish stalls. Yep, that's right. All of the people selling the fish worked for the WNBA. Yeah, and Slugger McGillicuddy's there, and Dipshit and Giuseppe, sh- the bulletproof and, monk. <laughs> and, we, and, and that comes that comes uh, up immediately because Jane Doe pulls her gun and tries to shoot Dipshit Giuseppe. But the bullets just bounce right off him. Yeah. And then Seth Christ goes to her. The bullets are no use against him. He's a bulletproof monk. He's like, the only thing that works against him are these fists. And the two have quite an exchange of fists. Yeah, they're kung fu fighting. Yeah, and it was fast as lightning. Yeah, we play that song. And then we also play uh, Pac-Man Fever for some reason. <laughs> yeah, then we play Disco Duck. Yeah, and then uh, we play... Um... The Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And there's we, a whole this will lead up some time right yeah then we play I'm yeah, we play blue, these songs in their entirety yeah we play I'm blue da ba dee da ba da da ba dee da ba da yeah we play Barbie Girl by Aqua yeah and then we play that uh, I'm and we play the entirety of the uh, button down mind of Bob Newhart <laughs> yeah we were so 45 minutes later the fight ends yeah and um what, Seth Christ has vanquished dipshit Giuseppe and yeah. Dipshit Giuseppe, he's down for the count. He's out. Turned his and turned his head around 360. Mm-hmm, yeah. With his bare hands. Mafia. Yeah. Yep. He gives him the old um, exorcist. And then, while this has been going on, um, like other sort of stuff has like, you know, because we'll, we'll cut in and out of that fight so it's not just like watching, just watching that fight. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut to Jane Doe on a laptop somewhere, type it away and try to get information Well, no, she's there. The yeah, yeah, and then like, you know, uh, she's there. She's trying to get stuff, like she's trying to figure things out. She's like, you know... Um, Did uh, we set up what she's trying to get off the laptop? Is it just plans? Uh, they're trying to figure out what's going on. And, like So like, you know, Les Christ is trying to like beat it out of people and she's like trying to like, you know, hack... And like, cause she mm-hmm. feels, she's like, all these WNBA people are here. I'm gonna go through their like pockets, and I'm gonna go through like yeah, their she's, computers. she's just been stealing from the the NBA players, stealing their shoes. Yeah, she's stealing. trying to find information. <laughs> yeah, stealing, just taking some money here and there. She's trying to get that sweet, sweet info, baby. Yeah. and that's when uh, she finds a thumb drive. Yeah, the th- it's and it's a uh, it's and a then, human thumb. Yeah, that they've put technology into. It was the perfect cover. It's uh, yeah, it's the perfect cover, like a like a like a nice blanket, like a heated electric blanket. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, so it's like because uh, nobody expects a real human thumb to also be a thumb drive, and so she's but like then like you know it's like um they realize she's got that like so like some people attack her and this is what yeah, even they but, drop the thumb drive and it bounces all over the yeah all 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 over the crowd and then, uh, and bounce it up cat, and down a cat try to picks catch it, it up a cat yeah, picks it up mouth. and runs away with it yeah and then Jane so Doe has like, to chase down that cat yeah that darn cat yeah that darn cat and so then uh uh and then so like you know that's going on this wacky chase is going on and meanwhile of course like you know um, Seth Christ has been so busy fighting one guy, but that means that you know Stephen Wright's character, the guy on the couch sort of character from Half Baked, he's gotta use an unusual amount of energy. But he fights like 
he seems he's almost like you know um like morpheus or like neo almost like you know they like they seem like they're like barely putting any effort in but they're fighting super well and so it's like that it's like he's like you know like fending people off with like one hand he's doing all this crazy stuff is he on the couch while this is happening yeah he brought a couch with him (laughs) he's just been lying down fighting guys Mm -hmm, yeah he brought a couch with him to like fight and like you know it's like nobody can like you know stop him anyways he's just like he's like such a great fighter that's why he's in this organization with and then so um then like you know seth christ he's like you know after the dip he's decided to be fighting starts beating up another guy he's like uh what's your plan you know and he's like where's rachel like we already did that happen earlier in the movie like, yeah, yeah. Already, where's rachel <laughs> she's already dead and so is harvey dead it's like no that's right and then like but then he's like you know uh sucking mcgillicuddy bashes him over the head with a fish like just smacks him over the head with a fish and knocks him unconscious and then um uh Stephen Wright's trying to, and like he's like picks picks him up to carry him away, and then like Stephen Wright's character's like no, he's trying to like get there, but he's like he's one, he's like being attacked by seven or eight different WNBA guys at the same time, and also he wants to stay on the couch, so he's like he's not really good to like, chase after somebody, and Jane Doe's so busy going after that cat that had like she's like. The cat's climbing all this crazy scaffolding and stuff, so she's having to like do like parkour to keep up with the cat. Oh, and it is so impressive. Yeah. And everyone's gonna pretend that it's not cool, but let me tell you something: parkour is very cool. Yeah. And maybe if we're lucky, like Amanda Plummer, who's playing Jane Doe, of course, actually knows how to do parkour, is willing to learn it. I think I read that she does. She's a total parkour head. Or we can get uh, as a um, uh, stunt double, parkour posy. To do the uh, the parkour scenes, if need be, the most famous parkour stunt woman of them all. If like parkour, oh, yeah, maybe we. And she, yeah, she, she's she's a real Peter parkour. Yeah, if uh, parkour was like um, roller derby, every woman who did parkour would call themselves parkour uh, posy, and then they'd all just have the same nickname. It'd be kind of boring, but instead, instead they call themselves roller posy. Yeah, <laughs> or. Uh, Parker Derby, and either way, it's not it's not great. I mean, I like roll. I like them both. Yeah, they both on, keep on rolling. Keep on keep rolling, on, ladies. Yeah, keep on. Yep, as uh, Fred Durst once told you, keep on rolling, <laughs> baby. <laughs> All right. So uh, she catches the cat. She gets the thumb. And she then, saves yeah. the cat, and our screenplay is perfect. Yep. Finally, it's finally perfect. It was close to perfect to this moment, and now it's a hundred percent perfect screenplay. Nothing yep, wrong with it uh, Except my Oscar in cash. Yeah. Don't give us no trophy. Uh, give us cash, please. But then she gets back to Pike Place Fish Market, and she sees, you know, Stephen Wright's character, the guy on the couch. He's like, I got the thumb drive. And she's like, where's um, Seth? And then Stephen Wright's character's like, they, they, they got him. him. They took him. And so, you know, now it's like, oh, no. Uh, you know, he's been taken with the WNBA. Hopefully they don't, you know, kill him or what have you. And then it's like sort of like a big moment, a cliffhanger, because now Seth Christ, the hero of the film, he's in the clutches of the WNBA. And the next episode of this podcast and the next scene of this movie will pick up from there with Seth, with the thumb drive containing all the pertinent information needed for the good guys in their, in their you know, uh, hands. But... They also have to worry about Seth Christ because he's now in the clutches of the WNBA because Slugger McGillicuddy hit him over the head with a fish. And it, mo- it should be like a really big fish. like a- Oh, it's it's like a big-ass halibut for yeah. sure. 
like really walloping him and really yeah. packing a punch. Like he's in a Popeye cartoon or something. Yeah, Just or a, a Popeye's chicken. Yeah, well, he's yeah, at a Popeye's chicken. The old, the best place to get hit in the head with a giant fish. Yeah, I know. Every time I've been at a Popeye's, like I order up some spicy Popeye's chicken, and they're like, "And of course, you're complimentary being walloped in the head with a fish." And I say, mm, "Thank you very much." And then, boom, fish upside the head. And then I eat my Popeye's chicken, and uh, you know, with that one. What do you, what do you wash that? Da- what do you wash that down with? Um, jizz. All right, and that's that episode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been Matt Chimquitz. I'd like to thank uh, Gaffer Media for yep putting putting up with that. <laughs> yeah, every week in and week out, the good folks at Gaffer Media uh, either don't listen to this podcast or they listen to it and accept putting it up on their podcast network anyways. So do them a solid. Follow them on Twitter. Listen to the other podcast. They have all sorts of things there uh, for your listening pleasure. Podcasts old and podcasts new, podcasts borrowed and podcasts blue, um, such as their podcast uh, about the um, uh, blue Metal. is the warmest color. Oh, yeah. They have a podcast about blue is the warmest color? Sure, why not? I said blue. I should think of something that was blue related, and I was only thinking of wrestling things, namely the wrestler the blue meanie, but oh, who's, who's, okay. not, who's not in blue is the warmest color. That's a sort of coming-of-age tale of two young lesbian lovers. There's mm-hmm. no real room I was, for... I was curious as to why... The, I, I assumed it was like that uh, podcast where someone watched Grown Ups every week for an entire year, but they just watched Blue is the Warmest Color every week yeah, for an entire year. Which would be sort of... Uh, what's going to be like the most like sort of like uninteresting movie somebody could watch for something like that? Like a movie that's like, like nobody's like, oh, I really want to hear about that movie. It's interesting. Or no, like, oh, that's funny. Like just like a real middle-of-the-road movie... Whereas, I feel like people really like Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they do. That's, I'm trying to think of a different movie. Like, what would be, like, the most, uh, like... like, Cinderella Man? Yeah, like, the shrunkiest <laughs> movie. It's like, okay, I guess that's happening. It's not, like, a really bad movie, so it's like, oh, it's funny. They're going to lose their minds. Like, a really good movie to go. Maybe something interesting will come about that. But it's mm-hmm. like... It's like, uh, it's like literally any Ron Howard movie you could do that with. Yeah, like that, um... At the heart of the C movie or whatever yeah. the one, so like, they're just watching Gung Ho for an entire year. <laughs> no, I think that would actually be kind of interesting or whatever. Like, I don't think that's like uh, ideal for that. Uh, actually, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, they're watching they're watching Milk Money for an entire year with Ed Harris. <laughs> no, no, <it's laughs> anyway, like, this episode like, was wrapping up. Yeah, it's like they're watching Men in Black Two for like an entire like year or whatever. It's like it's not as good as the first one and it's not like wrapping up the series of the third one. But it's not like a terrible movie, but it's not that good. So it's like, okay, I guess uh yeah. So what I'm saying is stay tuned to our future podcast where the two of us watch Men in Black Two every week for a year. <laughs> okay, great. But Can't first wait. Finish listening to this podcast, which isn't over yet. This podcast is called Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster on Twitter at CNM Write a B Email chrismattblockbuster at gmail.com. Um, talk to us about things. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a comment on iTunes. Rate the show on iTunes. Do other things other places. You can listen to it on Stitcher. You can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it, uh, I think, just those places. Or, like, like, you know, there's an RSS feed. You can just download them onto your computer or something or your phone or something. Do what you feel like on that front. And we'll see you in the, at the movies. At the movies. <laughs> Goodbye.